You're about to experience filling the air with words. Version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this sometimes snarky, sometimes profane, usually entertaining, conversational podcast. Hello, it's Robert Parrish from Portland, Oregon, where we are currently, like most of America, in lockdown. Stay at home. So we continue on with filling the air with words, thanks to Zoom. As you're about to hear, Naomi Plant is an Irish lass. We met on a train last summer. Really, no kidding. Naomi and her husband Derek live in Vancouver, British Columbia, and they are both currently in quarantine. So I decided to zoom her up and talk about COVID-19, among many other things. I hope you find this conversation diverting, humorous, and distracting and full of some information plus i believe if you're like me and i'm mostly irish apparently according to ancestry.com you will find her accent just super charming or super i can't do an irish accent naomi plant we're all on the titanic together (laughs) oh boy yeah well we are and that is true and that is something like when I talk to people about this, See, yeah, by the way, mm-hmm. I, I should let you know, and, and I want to make sure this is okay with you. I am going to start recording. Us talking now? Well, um, yeah. You okay. Might. I'll have to. I'll have to say something interesting. What if I've used all my best material? Right? No, you. you... <laughs> oh no, because I mean, I I loved. By the way, I love that. So I'm recording. Do I have okay. your Do I have your permission? You have my exclusive permission. All Thank right, you for asking. It's just it's still important. I, I'm just recording audio, so you don't have to worry about the video being used. That's which well, is why I'm, I'm not, worried. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm, <laughs> yeah. What? Oh wait. Let me put on my Let me put on my hair. Oh wait. Yeah. I don't have any. Oh shit. How much time do you have before you need to? Uh, break? Oh, away? I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty free. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it great? It's like I've got I've got time. Somebody called yeah, me up this morning. He said, do you have time to talk? I'm like, yeah, please. So I'm going to get a little official, all right? Okay, sure. Does my voice sound, yeah. does it sound good in this fancy microphone? Yeah, it sounds different. I was going to say you have, a, you have a radio voice, you have a persona. I don't know if you, you can't see my fancy microphone. It is a very fancy microphone. Oh, man. It was, uh, yeah, that's I a, do. That's legit. I, it's legit. I do, uh, I do voice, a lot of voiceover work with this, too. So I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go into yeah. that. But You've smoothed dulcet tones. <laughs> dulcet yes yeah. and and the great thing about uh about being in my profession and i tell people this all the time you know i used to do a lot of television right oh, cool. but my face is much more well suited for radio <laughs> i've got a face made for radio, made for radio? Line, right? <laughs> yeah so uh we are hearing the lovely voice of naomi plant in Vancouver, British Columbia. And she is one of the first people that I reached out to to get a perspective on our new world order because she is a brilliant scientist. (laughs) Aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Just just haven't got the certificate yet. (laughs) So Naomi Plant of Vancouver, Canada, let's talk a little bit about how life has changed, not just for you, but your perspective of 
what's happening on planet Earth. There's a little something. I personally don't like the term coronavirus. I don't know. So it just sounds weird to me. COVID-19 sounds much better. Use whatever terminology you would like. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big question. I also prefer COVID-19. It sounds more um, appropriate for Armageddon. Coronavirus just sounds a bit weird. And then the lovely terminology that uh, your good president has brought to things isn't helping. Um, I think things have changed a lot, but I think it's going to make things a lot more simple. Go with that. <laughs> well, that's, no yeah, coughing. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, coughing. sorry. If people keep getting terrified. They'll be, they'll be jumping away from the uh, the stereos. Never has a cough been so intimidating. No swords or zombies. Just people begging for a tissue. Uh, I don't think obviously things will be more simple. I just think people will look to simpler things to help themselves feel less stressed. Like I have friends who are extremely, extremely social. We're all social animals, but my particular bunch of friends, they're, they don't spend any time not talking to anybody. You know, four hours of not having a voice clip is a long time for them. And people are looking kind of towards themselves. There's a lot of introspection to what can I do to reduce my anxiety? Because you can't go outside for a run in my case, because I'm quarantined. So you can't um, go visit a friend. You can't go for a drink if you're practicing social distancing or if you're in quarantine like me. So I don't know what the situation is entirely in the US, but over here, a lot of people are like restaurants are closed, pubs are closed, that kind of thing. So like friends have been reaching out to me to say they're doing mindful coloring. I have another friend who uh, posted a video online to teach people how to make a quarantini. And I really enjoyed that. It was two and a half minutes and I put a smile on my face. Him gently stirring the cocktail was uh, unexpectedly hypnotic. So I think people are going to be very creative in how they entertain themselves and how they sustain themselves. Never in a million years, like I'm new to Zoom and to Skype and to the idea of a podcast or anything, but I'm kind of like, here, if this is where we are, why not? I'm on for trying anything and doing anything and doing anything that helps other people or helps myself. So I think in that regard, we're going to look to more simple things to sustain ourselves from the madness that nobody's ever experienced. Like certainly in my generation, I have never faced anything like this before. My dad was talking about how he felt about his parents surviving, you know, World War II in Ireland and the hangover from the famine and all that kind of thing. Like the most difficult thing I have to do is, you know, wait 15 minutes for a bus or God forbid my, you know, Uber Eats doesn't arrive on time. Like that's not really the same level of adversity that people are facing now. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion about that, you know, in terms of, I saw something on Facebook that said, oh, here I go. See, I'm supposed to know a lot of things, but it's basically we're being asked to just sit around, mm. you know, whereas in your dad's generation, there was rationing, there was famine, there was war, there was pestilence. Mm -hmm. And certainly my father. All the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you know all, do you know, there's, are there four horsemen? I think there's four. Yeah. Pestilence. Pestilence. Is it war, famine, or am I just thinking of the Neil Gaiman book, American Gods? They mightn't be the official horsemen. Yeah. I, I do know pestilence is one of them. Pestilence, definitely. We'll have to uh, do, I could Google it, but it, it's, it's probably not something that the people listening <laughs> would say, oh yeah, let's talk about yeah, war and pestilence and pestilence. I mean, pestilence. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it, it is a time... Uh, I'm just a, a touch, uh, more than a touch older than you. And the only thing I've been able to relate it to is 
the first few days after 9-11 in the States. You know, there was this fear there were going to be more attacks. Anthrax is going around in the mail. People are hunkered down. I think whatever that term is, stay in place. There was a lot of that in the U.S. then. But that was really a couple of days. And then there were a couple of months of people... Uh, being really more community oriented and friendlier with each other. I spent a good deal of time in New York after that and after the attacks and there was a real sense of community and goodness. And then it just kind of went back. I I do think that 9-11 changed New York and Washington forever, but it hasn't seemed to have gone back to that lovely, oh, can I help you with your bags or here's some food or, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this is a, it's a different, way different vibe. It seems sometimes it's equal measures, wonderful demonstrations of humanity, and then people at their worst because fear for your life doesn't you know tend to bring out the best in people Um, there's a lot of I've seen a lot of videos where people are you know fighting each other for cans and for toilet paper and you know that's distressing for for everybody involved but then you look at somewhere like I have a very good friend in Milan and the things coming from there are just like so uplifting and so enriching you know people bringing all their tables out into their small balconies so they can all eat together. Or one person was playing the piano in Barcelona, playing um, hilariously My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. And I just thought that was really hilarious choice at this time. And then a person a couple of doors down came out and started playing, you know, a saxophone along with it. Just anything to kind of raise each other's spirits. And I would hope that it would be continued, that people would be a little bit more kind and have a little bit more empathy and a little bit of selflessness. But you see it online already. I'm, um, I tease influencers a little bit, probably because I'm low-key jealous that I, I don't do the things that they do. <laughs> um, but sometimes I poke fun at some of the ridiculous ones, you know. But St. Patrick's Day was very, very different for me and for lots of people around the world. And I was feeling, you know, a little bit anxious and upset for my family. And this brilliant group of people called the Sing Along Social in Ireland, um, who are an adult choir for people who can't sing, that's what they call it. And they arrange these dance parties. They did one on their Instagram channel yesterday. So the time difference meant it was 8 a.m. in the morning. And I had it set up on my shelf with my iPad. They email you the Spotify list ahead of time. Um, loads of really great cheesy Irish tunes and some like really good ones and there was a couple of hundred people just on it together and they would switch the channel so that you could see people in different parts of the world and everyone dancing together and just kind of being feeling light and feeling fun for about an hour and that girl who arranged that left her house obviously coordinated it with all the other people to make sure they're on line at the same time they had some of them had elaborate costumes and um, there was a great drag queen doing things. And for an hour, like everybody was just moved because somebody would take the time to kind of lead a community in kindness and in fun. And they call themselves crack mechanics, which I think is pure gold as well. And everybody did. Everybody had a little bit of fun for an hour and they kind of forgot about it. And even though we were all separate, we were all very much together in that hour. 
And I actually, when I got off the channel thing, you know, for an hour, I texted a friend of mine and said, okay, I can't, I'm not allowed to slag influencers anymore because they really saved me today. <laughs> it was just, it was so nice. So I would hope when this ends, whenever that is, that it doesn't drift back, that people kind of, you know, work from their best place. I obviously can't speak to an experience of, of 9-11 because I wasn't, wasn't there, wasn't in America. I can only imagine uh, what it must have felt like and the fear and everything else. But this is, as you said, is a whole different beast. Like I'm starting to wonder, Will we soon be bartering for things like I'll give you a loaf of bread if you give me half a dozen eggs? Like, you know, you know, who knows where it's going to go? That was a very good, uh, very good riff. What would you call that in Ireland? Like if you, you launch into something and you're saying you know? great stuff and then ultimately it's, it's over. I don't know. In Ireland, they probably call that waffling. <laughs> waffling? Why? Somebody just talking on and on, but not really. Yeah, maybe it was going somewhere. I think I'm also like the only person I've spoken to for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, so and yeah. he's now locked in a bedroom for the you know last day. So I have a lot, a lot to say. Been watching <clears> a lot of RuPaul as well, so it's got me kind of you know. So this call is happening up. at a. It's a. It's at a good time for. It's a really good to, time. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna talk at you. Just keep talking. <laughs> well, you know that's why this podcast is called "Filling the Air with Words." Yeah, there because you, go. you just send them out and you fill the air with them. And in this case, they are landing somewhere. They're not going to be disappearing forever and ever. Yeah. Because we are recording, as I mentioned here. When you think about this whole thing from an Irish perspective, Mm -hmm. because you are from Ireland. I am indeed, guilty. But when when you think about where you're from and being in Canada now and just kind of the experience of North America as opposed to what you know, you said 9-11, you were obviously in Ireland and, mm-hmm. or you weren't even born yet, one or the other. And, <laughs> and Definitely but, born. <laughs> but like looking at, at this uh, from, from where you are right now, what, what kind of thoughts do you have? It's definitely in my mind because I'm watching two different pieces of news. I'm watching the response here and what Trudeau was doing and what people are doing. I'm looking at how um, our president is reacting and how my friends and family are keeping safe. And it's, um, it's just different. It's, it's very different. Like I think things are moving a little bit faster in Ireland, but that's because we're so much smaller and I'd worry for how we can handle um, the hospital and things. We just don't have the same infrastructure as a, as a country here, but what was lovely to kind of circle back to that, sing-along social thing yesterday lots of people commented that they were just they were so happy that at a time of desperate need and uncertainty um a couple of irish girls decided to set up a hoolie which is the irish for party and just have everybody get together for an hour and i think culturally probably irish people are quite resistant and or resilient <laughs> resistant to <laughs> um, and that like you know we've we've known problems before and that we will try and take the best out of a bad situation like most of my friends are surprisingly quite calm and my sister and my dad are just kind of like there's nothing we can do we have to accept it we have to try and take the good out of every minute so friends are being very creative with like arranging things where they're kind of like maybe we can play board games you know uh, remotely and we can stream things and then my friend who made the cocktail yesterday i think um it's an opportunity for everyone to be their very best selves 
And we're definitely going to have time to exercise that muscle because <laughs> if we give in to fear and pandemonium, it's not going to be fun. So I'm trying very, very hard to do that. So yeah, using my unique Irishness to be like, okay, let's have a little bit of crack on this cowl. Definitely be sensible, but also pick a book, a book and forget about Instagram and the madness for a little while or look at a movie. I've been watching back to back RuPaul and let me tell you, it has been the best medicine. <laughs> Did you say crack on the skull? Yeah, yeah. We would you say that? That's what with the receptacle. We use it on a skull instead of, I don't even know what crack is on a pipe. I don't know. So, <laughs> but that's crack a... August Kjol, Irish and music. I'm being very um, leprechaun-y here. But uh, Wait, yeah, it's just... Say that for me one more time. Crack August Kjol. So it's Irish for uh, fun and music. How do you spell that? Uh, crack is C-R-A-I-C. August is the Irish for and, and it's A-G-U-S. And Keol, I think, is C-E-O-I-L. It's a while since I've written it down. That's really cool. There you go. I'm thinking that could become a thing, like a name. A name? Yeah, you know, like for a podcast or, yeah, 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 you know. No, yeah. I like it. I yeah, like my it. Irish friends be rolling their eyes at how much I'm I'm relying on those Irish laurels. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you lean, lean on a damp rock, Naomi, and have a leprechaun and smoke a little pipe? <laughs> like, but we are who we are, and yeah, I don't know, but I'm I just I think I'm extra. It's heightened for me because I'm I'm further away, I guess, and I'm seeing really funny memes coming through from friends of you know St. Patrick's Day with not a pub open is will tell you how serious things are right. and as much as i get annoyed by that stereotype it's also true so like stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason so for it to for that kind of thing for everything to come to such a standstill shows how serious it is but it's also nice to see people still celebrating in their home more from naomi plant of vancouver british columbia in the coming weeks thanks for listening You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon.